Listen, man. <laughs> Say, man, that's what happened when your big bro come in, man. Big, old, big brother got you tripping, man. Like we we seen my boy in a minute, and everybody wanna hear from the OG Big Game James, bro. Yeah, but that boy Twitter been fired, so trust me, we going to the Twitter today. And we going to talk about some of my boy Big Game James tweets and Uh-oh. Denver, his tape. Obviously, we're going to mix it up with Law and the OC and Freestyle. That's what it is, man. It's the final word. Final. The final word. <laughs> Without hesitations or deviations to the matter. Uh-huh. Come on now with it. Uh-huh. Final word. Got the OC in the house, baby. Baby. Oh, man. We can talk about it all today, man. Who we finna break up the pitch train today? Who we <laughs> finna break that thing? How that Kool Aid taste though, man? Oh man, say measured. It's measured. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. I said, man, I said, man, you must have spiked the hell out of that Kool-Aid last week for me, man. I said, Ooh, give me a wee. cup, boss, man. I said, dog, man. Man, you spiked that one, man. You put, your, put that taco in there, man. Say, hey. <laughs> hey, man, I'm an Oak Cliff, man. <laughs> From Oak Cliff, Texas. Let me know next time, man. That's how Oak Cliff Kool-Aid tastes. What? <laughs> what? I would be lying if I said it didn't. Some brunette in mind next time, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man. <laughs> hey, that Kool Aid is enough chase on its own, bro. Come on now. But you know what? You know what it was. Y'all know what it was. What's that? It was the red stripe, man. Somebody put a red stripe in the Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did, man. Oh All my right. gosh. I see what Jay Lombardi did now. I see you in the chat, man. Appreciate you. Yes, indeed. He he put the, the final word, but he put da final word. I'm about to use that one. Oh yeah, da final dope. word. I see. Not, not the t h e, but da. That's, that's dope. Yeah, it is. That's I, it. I had to trademark that one. Yep. <laughs> there it is. Uh, huh. Ooh, this gonna be a big. <laughs> I can't wait to do this show with these boys. Ooh, boy. What is a mama? There go that man again. <laughs> it's too much content, bro. Ooh, we today gonna be going crazy. I can feel it. Yo. All right, we got 13 seconds. Bro. Yes, and I want me some glory, hope. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
better be than the final word. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, who got better beats? Beats uh, than the final uh, word. Well, you got the best beats right here. This right here. This beat right here. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me get let me put let me. And then when that one, and then when you drop it when that. Oh man, I'm breaking it out next. All right, we kicking it off. Oh, yes. So, man. What's up? I think we should start with Big Game James, bro. I think is, is that just James. appropriate? Is that just oh, yeah. appropriate to start with the OG? What's up, boy? What's good? What's good? What's good? How's everybody doing, man? Man, we chilling man. on it. So, what was, uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's yeah, on you. Mean, uh, I don't know. Let's uh, let's let's let's. I want to start with your Twitter, be- bro. <laughs> well let's talk about it what let's go to your twitter it? page let me blow it okay. up okay. now listen see big game james i don't figure my boy out. my boy be going to work <laughs> listen i was thinking about how to describe the big homie today mm-hmm. i said the big homie uh big game james he like a, a soul food restaurant if you know what i mean let me, <laughs> so mm. like when you go to let me just say it can, can we slow down and talk about the my boy pages and his content and why mm-hmm. i love it because he ain't gonna worry about flash and flare and all that he gonna just give you that good gravy that okay. good steak mm. and potatoes and he always keep it 100 on his pages and at all times mm. So anyway, man, I'm, yeah, man, I was I like going that to, description. No, yeah, ain't no, no, ain't no flash you soul food there. It no. is some good soul food, though. I, I will oh. say that. You no, soul food, bro. This like, is dude, real steak. This is no Salisbury, yeah. right? This is yeah. like the real deal. Yeah. Ribeye. Tomahawk. Right. Uh, yeah, I like that. This is this is that good Golden Corral if you get it early. <laughs> Man, better. Better. You, <laughs> you're insulting yourself with Golden Corral. You're better than that, brother. I'm just, I'm just saying. All right, here we go. I'm trying to go to your Twitter, man. I keep tripping on it. Let me get it right. All right, here we go. Dang, I keep doing the same thing while I was doing that. Anyway. It, keep, it keep repeating itself. It's hating. Yeah, it's hating. Murphy. It's hating. Let me try it. Murphy, way. all Tell all, that, all, all that page to lean forward. I figured it out. I figured it out. <laughs> all right. So, man, you been out. You been, I see you on Atlanta. I already see where uh, you're going with this. Let's go ahead. Uh, now, can we start with Denver or do we start with Atlanta? I, want, I see what Denver you're talking about on that Russian game. What's up with it? What's mean, up with that? Let's start with Denver because, well, number okay. one, we can start with, I mean, people are talking about we missing Brent Urban. We can say, yeah, you probably are missing Brent Urban because before Brent Urban went out, the run defense was around 79, 80 yards rushing a the game. Then he goes out uh, with the COVID protocol, even though he played in that New England game, that was their first 100-yard rusher. But as I right. was saying, the last three games – including this Denver, they ran for 190 yards. Teams are averaging 137 yards a game against the Cowboys. So that middle is starting to get exposed a little bit. 
Uh, but I think teams are starting to say, yo, let's stay with this run. Let's stay with it. Not Let's not abandon it real quick. And I think they're really attacking those edges. That's what I saw Denver do. I know they were hitting that middle, but I really seen them attacking those edges. And I really thought, especially what the OC was talking about a couple weeks ago. Remember when we talked about playing against the Vikings and OC have brought up attacking the defensive ends. Rush at a Danelle Hunter. Rush at a uh everson griffin because even though they're good run, um pass rushers if you run at them it wears them down i think these team uh denver took that philosophy against dallas and ran at randy gregory double teamed him mm. put pressure on him wore him down they came at golston golston's a rookie you get mm. what i'm saying he's not mm. setting that edge like a demarcus lawrence so what they do Basham, he's an okay player. He's a good pass rusher, but he ain't, he's not strong in that run game. Mm. So what they do, they attack those edges, and they said, let's see if you can really stop that run game. And those holes were big, and they were getting gashed. So I think other teams are going to look at that. So they're going to have to really figure that front out uh, because they, they already said it's a copycat league. Teams are going right. to try to do that. Uh, so they're going to put those linebackers close to the line of scrimmage. They're going to do those type of things. I'm not worried about Dak or anything like that. But if we're talking about that run defense, that's something that's going to have to be looked at going forward, man, because that's going to be an issue um, if they don't if they don't c contain that. You know what I'm saying? Because this Dallas defense isn't a dominant defense. It's an opportunistic defense. And if it's not making opportunities and plays like that, it could be trouble down the line. Good, 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 good point right there, Big Game James. Oh, my gosh, it's a good point. And, and the only way the Cowboys can slow down the run, the opposition run, is the offense. The offense actually sets up the ability to stop the run, believe it or not, because when you are scoring and when you are moving the ball, it, it it's kind of like I've been using this phrase, uh, big game, James, deodorant. It's the deodorant. And the thing is, the problem is with deodorant, it's good, but you can't put deodorant on if you have not showered. If you had not taken a bath, <laughs> it just messes things up. And the Cowboys for no, the past no. weeks, that is what you just explained to everybody. We've been putting the deodorant on since since Brent Urban been gone, you know. So, and we've been seeing some of the warts. Yeah, Justin Hamilton for a game. And I think that the OC brought that up to the point last week, or it was Boss Cowboy, the fact that, yeah, you may be good for a game, but now they got tape on you. Now they can understand and study you and say, okay, oh, man, this dude don't finish. And he's from my hometown. I get it. You saw how many missed tackles? I think that the coach said 14 missed tackles. That's mm. mentality. That's nothing to do with the, what the coaches are saying. That's all mentality on the field and, of course, skill set. So if the Cowboys want to make a deep run in the playoff, not just get there because we got a ticket to get to the playoff because of our division. But if you want to make a deep run, you got to you gotta take a shower and then put the Ooh. deodorant on. Wait. Three, two, one. Drop it. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Go Skrill, drop it hard. Let's go. It's time to... OC, I already know. You was you on cue, brother. Yeah, man. I mean, so this Denver game, um, you know, my problem is not just the edges it's 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 the technique to play against a run and it's not that you know running at randy gregory or back goals and technique and how they easily gave up the edge that's the most concerning thing which to me is a focus issue. it's a focus issue and it's a tempo issue in terms of how you practice 
Mike McCarthy talked about wanting to play with a certain tempo and culture, and I think they got to get back to basics this week in order to assist that coach. Also, in the secondary from the linebacker position, outside of Mike Parsons, we didn't have a whole bunch of willing tacklers, right? So these guys on the second level, we got to have somebody come up ready to back these guys on the ground. And the reason why Denver was so effective running the ball, and the reason, which is really smart by them, by the way, they did it to run because they got a lead. They got a lead. So without that lead, they could not be as committed to the run game. And so I'm anticipating that the Cowboys will convert on third down uh, much better than they did this past game. And that Prescott will be tons better. And that goes back to Kellen Moore being smart, short passes, catch and release stuff, use the screen game, use the width and the depth of the football field, and also commit to the running game. Don't give up on the running tackles that struggled this past game. So you got to line up, get those guys settled in, commit to the run, and get me a part of that game plan that you had against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where it was a lot of catch release, screen games, uh, crossing routes, out routes, one routes, things like that, that get out of the hand quick and allow us to matriculate the ball down the football field. <clears throat> and since we're talking about Denver, since we, that's what we're starting with, I'm going to just tell you what I what I really believe. From what I was looking at, it looks like to me, I'm going to be all the way honest, I feel like we was drinking Kool-Aid. I really do. I think we didn't measure that shook. I really do. It's a big thing for Boss Cowboy to actually say publicly that he drunk Kool-Aid. Listen, I do not drink Kool-Aid without first measuring. <laughs> Man, I just can't be nothing else but real. So let me just say it. I felt like we all was just like disrespectful to a degree. <laughs> we, was, we was disrespectful. Like all of us were like, man, we finna run over Denver. Like Vegas and everybody was saying that. And I think when you mix that Kool-Aid and that sugar, right? When you mix that with a young team, it's a deadly mix because you know, I've been on winning teams. Big Game James been on winning winning teams. Law been on winning teams, the championship teams. So is the OC. And a lot of you that played any kind of sport, what do you do as a youngster, youngster when you win? Let's be honest. You party. I mean, you start smelling yourself. You yeah, start, and you, you kick you start it. smelling yourself. You have, you start... I mean, because I was thinking about that today, like when mm -hmm. I was coaching my uh, one of my youth teams, we were I think it was like our championship year. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we were running through teams. Uh, I mean, we were dominating teams. And uh, I, I was just thinking about the, it's not the Sunday. It's during the week. It's the practice. Yes. And yes. uh, and I think, uh, mm -hmm. you know, C.D. Lamb and them mentioned it the last couple of weeks. Yep. We haven't had the best practices. And I'll just go back to saying that when I have my kids, when we were winning, I was I would notice that when they were coming to practice, you know, mm. uh, before we had the winning streak, they was coming in focused. They weren't talking a lot. They was, you know, they was getting into it. But when we got about five, about five and oh, six and oh, they was coming to practice like, ah, what's up, dog? Blah, blah, mm -hmm. Taking they taking their time, mm -hmm. putting their stuff on. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm like, nah, dog, I'm on that. Like, 
no, what y'all doing run? I'm gonna make it run even more. So you know what I mean? Because that's the time when that complacency is gonna sit in. And it's and it's it's like human nature. It's human nature. Like if you don't stay on it, human nature, you will naturally get complacent. And yep. even Dak Prescott said it in the he said we felt at, at the, during the whole game we could come back and beat them. So I feel like at the whole during the game they still weren't taking them serious during right. the game. Like okay, yeah, they scored, but we're gonna come back and score. Yeah, they, they ain't they ain't good. We're yeah, gonna beat Denver. them. I I I felt <sighs> that like that's what they felt like. Man, y'all ain't good. Okay, yeah, they scored. We're gonna come right back and score. Right. And then you know what happens when all you guys have played. Then when you're like, okay, yep. now we gotta hurry up and get back in this game. Now we start pressing. Now we start, okay, hurry Forcing. up, get the ball out. Mistakes. We're getting the ball out too quick. We're dropping yep. the easy passes because yep. we we're trying to hurry up and score because we know that once we score, we can get on the board and beat these dudes. So you just start pressing. So then you start missing the little things, and then the little things start to turn to big things. Then it snowballs. No doubt. Hey, I love being a cowboy. You big, big, big game, James. Game changer. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Let's have a good time, man. Let's kick it. The big homie. Mm. Mm. Let the OC Facts. go, or you want me to go? How do you want to roll with that? Oh, man. Rock, rock, man. Rock. Go ahead, Law. May I object to some of the things that you guys were lamenting? And then I get it. You know, we, we held ahead. that big old L. It was just right there in the face of mm. everyone to see, to digest. And it's horrible. You know, a loss <laughs> is, is terrible, and we can't make excuses. This is a grown man's sport, right? Mm. Uh, and everybody get paid millions out there, or thousands, mm. however you want to look at it. But I come mm. here to tell you guys, when Dak Prescott, who is the leader, the vocal leader of this team, as well as the person that set the pace, I mean, he didn't throw in three weeks, and I get it. You know, you want to be on the same page. Excuse me, leading up to that week, didn't C.D. Lamb roll his ankle? Yep. So, Good point. you're talking about a guy that didn't get a chance to have that report. And I, I don't know, they just came off of the win against the Minnesota Vikings. I understand that. So, uh, also within that win, you had a guy named Amari Cooper, who is the leader of the wide receiver group, who was battling through a hammy. So he didn't get a chance to have a full participant at practice. So who's Dak Prescott throwing the ball to? You know, so I look mm. at all of those things and then they did wholesale changes on their front five. That is the one unit that I can give the mic over to OC and he'll let you know that that unit, everybody got to be on the same page. I mean, they did a wholesale change by switching Terrence Steele from right tackle to left tackle. Oh, hey, hey, there was a grade out there that he gave up 11 pressures. I don't care who you are. You could be Pat Mahomes. We're seeing how Pat Mahomes is struggling all this year because they did some wholesale changes on their front five. So even though you go out there and get some big names, that doesn't mean that you're going to play the same because of the simple fact right here, Cowboy Nation, when we look at it and contextualize it, Dak Prescott had to get comfortable, and he never got comfortable. They tried to, they tried to punch the Denver Broncos in the mouth, in the opening series, shout out to Tony P. He did a big explosive play, and they said, we're going to try to break their backs. But mm -hmm. we end up getting folded because we couldn't get those two yards. And that's what you look at. That's what you look like because that momentum was on Denver's hand, and they saw that as an attack to their team. They saw that that was being disrespectful. So, yeah, the Cowboys, they were not prepared. I think that the boss Cowboy, you talked about that. You can go into more details. They weren't prepared. 
And on top right. of that, those series of events happen. Wholesale change on the front five, and as well as no continuity in report. Oh, I forgot I left out one key ingredient. That everybody, mama, uncle, cousin, saying that we don't need him. He ain't really dead. That's my, uh, the, the, those fans that talk about drawing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the guy mm. that can vertically stretch the middle of the field with vertical nine routes, seam routes in the middle of the field. That forces those DBs who was locked up on the outside and also that safety when they were trying to roll coverage to play disciplined football. They gave us the middle of the field. That's why Dalton Schultz was our leading wide receiver. Well, receiver in that game. I digress. Yeah, I lost. So, several interesting points. I really like going with that. And me, a cowboy off air, talked about this a little bit earlier today. You know, I think that several things happened. And the word I use is OC, you breaking up a little bit. Um, can you come out and come back in? I'll take over for you real quick. Yep. Yeah, so what the OC was talking about was a conversation that we had, and it, it was a lot of complacency in that game. And Jerry Jones um, mentioned it also, and that's what right. really made me feel good about it because it was kind of obvious when you kind of watched the flow and the intensity of how we was playing that we were just not into it, just being honest. Right. And it was a mix of preparation, in my opinion, because Mike McCarthy came out last week and he said we was going to spend uh, more time studying this opponent than actual practicing. Mm. When you think about that and mix that with what Law said, let me let me put it on Law. Law talked about a lot of facts, the injury to – he talked about um, – CD Lamb, he talked about Cooper with the hamstring. Obviously, Dak wasn't throwing. All good points when it comes to chemistry. Excellent point. Uh, and then mix that with a bunch of study and a and a lack of practice, <laughs> right. and then you get what you got. That was the formula. Flatness, unmotivated, bad timing. Then you mix that with what Big Game James was talking about, and now we can see how that tidal wave hit us. Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we can see it. And I'm going to tell you, one of the biggest things that I took away, all right, being all the way honest with everybody, I'm going to show you, okay? I'm going to tell you all the biggest takeaway to me, this is the biggest one to me. Mm. This is just to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. But me, uh, we we know you. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about it. I ain't gonna lie. I'm about it. All right. Now check this out. The biggest takeaway from the Denver loss to me is this: still, and we're not gonna talk about this unless y'all want to. But this is just the biggest takeaway: still and Lael need to continue to cross train, practice. All the way up to the Super Bowl. Still at right tackle and left tackle. Lael at right tackle and left guard. The Cowboys could be caught off guard with another sudden T. Smith absence. Practice as if he could leave at any time. To me, that's what happened as well. That was one of the biggest things. I think it was what everybody said, but to me, one of the biggest things was the breakdown of both tackles. And I think that's more so, honestly, based on how it's managed. Just being honest. Yeah, yeah, Boss Cowboy. Let me jump in there real quick. You sound good, too. 
Yeah, yeah man. So listen, and this goes back to a previous statement that I know everybody and their mama was against. But I'm going to jump out here and say it, and I'm going to explain my thought process behind this particular ideal. That's why I said, please consider leaving the Shea at the left tackle position. Yeah. And let me explain it why from a strategic standpoint. Okay? And hear me out, guys. You got to really hear this out. Okay? Because you can, you can cover one weak spot. You can hide one weak lineman. Okay? You can't hide two. Mm. You can hide a weak tackle on either side you can motion that way you can scream that way you can run off tackle that way right you can chip that way you can leave a tight end to chip and release if you're talking about really helping somebody you can you can boot right you can roll right it's called moving the pocket you can move the pocket to the right but the issue is if you can pressure on both these tackles then that's gonna be the issue man and then Here's the greater issue that I was going to say before I had the technical difficulties, right? You got to really be smart and be fully mentally engaged. I think Kellen Moore took a mental week off. Mm, I think he took a like mental to week me. off because he did not get these guys in great situations to execute and to take advantage of what was given, right? Why in the world? I know they're covering, but you got underneath routes. You also got backs coming out of the backfield. You also could line up Pollard or Zeke in the slot which is a mismatch versus any linebacker. Like Kellen Moore has shown the creativity, he's shown the knowledge and the expertise, but in this particular game, it's like his mind went blank. He didn't make the adjustments and call the easy throws and plays that we could call. He's may, doing may, routes may I interject? May I interject? Or yes. may, may I bring to light, I meant to say, uh, the OC. Yes. And, and I'm not, I'm just trying to make this as objective as, as possible. But can you explain to everyone how you have a right tackle that was mm. in the game? And, and, and don't crucify me, Cowboy Nation. Don't shank me with the butter knife. But here's what we got right here. All year that when we had Terrence Steele at right tackle, he gave up six pressures all year. All year when he was inserted in. Now in one game at left tackle, I don't even know who's the edge guy for the Denver Broncos, but in one game, he gives up 11 pressures. If you're the quarterback, how can you combat against that? How can you go with a game plan, especially if you don't even have the, the, the plays already in place for your hots, for your reads, for the, for, for the receivers? That could explain the reason why these receivers were playing volleyball with the football or basketball. Because your hey, house, your reads, and all of that stuff. Go break it down to me. I just want to jump in there right quick, too. Like, okay, just what you said, uh, OC. I made yeah. a video about Ty Nasheski, and I said, should Ty Nasheski play this game, or are they going to mm. switch uh, Terrence Steele? And I mm. said, Ty Nasheski should play. I think he can make it for one game. Mm. I said, I'm keep him at left tackle for one game. Yep. I think he can do it. I made the oh, video, man. and that's what I said. Because I said, during the week, I said on Monday, I said, Terrence Steele is going to struggle at left tackle Yep. Well, if you switch him. I said it Monday, he's going to struggle. And then when, when Mike McCarthy came out, this was, to me was the indicator that it was going to be bad in my opinion. Perfect. When Mike McCarthy, I put that tweet on when he said about his offensive lineman, 
Mm-hmm. What's it like from switching from the right to the left? He said it's like wiping your ass with your opposite hand. <laughs> That's what he said. And he said Perfect. it to and he sent that tweet before to he sent that right two days before they're getting ready to play. So I'm like, okay, y'all all saying this and y'all making the switch during the week. This is the this is they, they set that kid up for failure. Y'all y'all switched him like during like the week. You feel me? How that ain't easy, LC. I mean, you 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 did this. It can't be easy just to switch from right tackle to left tackle during the week and start being a a, 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 a a player. That just don't happen. They set Terrence Steele up for failure with that, and I feel like it was a distraction. Number one, mm. talking about it back and forth all week. Mm. It took the uh, it took the uh, focus off the Denver Broncos because everybody was talking about us. Oh, is Leo Collins gonna go back to left guard? Is he gonna play right tackle? Is is Terrence still this? It I, I felt like it was a big distraction all week, and it took away from the team. And then, as Law was saying, there was pressure the whole game. It never felt like Dak Prescott was comfortable at no time, and that's because of that switch. And yeah. you should have probably let Nashevsky play there at left tackle for that one game because he was naturally there. So he would have naturally been able to do it. And you give Terrence Steele another week to go ahead and get that left tackle together and then probably throw him in. I just felt like that was a setup for failure the way you did Terrence Steele like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 big game and law, man. Y'all are speaking my language. I've been on this train since before they even talked about on the show. And I said, look, if you got to sacrifice somebody, make the sacrificial lamb the shape, right? Don't make the sacrificial lamb your young right tackle that's playing great. And I was against it from the jump. I, I was never in favor of you switching somebody that's playing excellent in a position and switching to an opposite position. I said this on Boss Cowboy Sports. I'll say sure. it here. The, sure the, difference, the difference between playing right tackle, left tackle, and by the way, guys, I played both, okay? The difference is fighting in a phone booth versus having a fight on an open street corner. That That's the spatial difference, all right? So even if you look at Terrence Steele, you see how tight his edge is right there? We pop that guy, the play is over. Dak Prescott can slide up in the pocket versus if you look at the left tackle and you look at the space. So if you look at if you look at uh, the opposite tackle, just look at the left tackle position, right? Look at Smith. Look at how he has to slide, even his footwork, how he's sliding and drifting, right? Because you have to account for a larger edge and more ground to cover if you're playing that left tackle position and you're switching from pitting with your left hand from your right hand, which takes a two, three weeks to get used to, man. You can't just have a couple practices and be ready to rock versus uh, any type of pro caliber player, man. It doesn't work like that. So they should have had the sacrificial lamb, be the shade, go ahead and let him play left tackle and give this guy help like give him real help i'm not talking about the fake help that everybody said the steel guy that he really didn't get i'm talking about go ahead and give this kid real help and let steel flourish at the right tackle position and do what you will with collins whether that be have him rotating whether that be give him reps at the left guard position do that that's the best play and then here's the deal but i got something because i want to finish going back to the major point that i need to say that i'm done here's the major point Helen Moore knew this. Mm. Jerry Jones and the whole staff knew that Collins wasn't right. Going back to last week, Jerry Jones said that, hey, he had a bad camp. Talking about Lyle Collins. He's not where he needs to be. Talking about Lyle Collins. But he'll get there. 
talking about Leo Collins. So if you look at him play, man, his lower body extremities are not right. He doesn't trust his technique. He's lunging. He's missing with his hands. He's doing everything technically wrong that you don't want to do as a tackle, which is resulting in pressures. So this is what you do, man. You help him out like you did in that Tampa Bay game where everybody thought he played real, real good, right? Is you get the ball in Dak Prescott's hands quick because he had not played in three weeks. So I'm blaming McCarthy and I'm giving some good blame to Kellen Moore in this scenario for going brain dead, not making the adjustments, not letting them get the right plays. And then two, take points when you have the opportunity. Don't go for it two times on fourth down and miss when you had a chance to convert three points. Take the points, get on the board. Oh man. Yeah. Good, 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 good breakdown there, the OC man. We have some, we have some questions. The lunatic, the lunatic said, "When the seventy-one and seventy-eight film breakdown vid coming out, we'll have that video about Thursday." Okay, yeah. so that's yeah. gonna be a comparison again, but it's not to knock any one of the tackles. It's more so gonna be showing the difference between left and right. So it's gonna be good for the OC to break down for everybody to see. The difference between Terrence Steele playing right and then him playing left, and then but getting to solutions too. Right. I just want to talk about some solutions because the OC. I, I got some questions just real quick. Yeah. I just I just want to be all the way real that I don't I don't know everything about tackle, so I do defer some questions to you guys. Okay, that played it. So. For the first time, Coach Marv and the OC pointed out, and I saw with my own eyes, that limp that people have been referring to on Lael. Okay. Right. So, and that's and that's why I'm going to say right now, this is like a domino game where you pick up all doubles. Hmm. People got to play dominoes to feel that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I already know. Shoot. When you pick up all doubles, I call it's that. almost guaranteed bad. It's almost like tying a tie or a hurt hip at left tackle. I don't feel <laughs> good about it. I don't. Just And I'm just keeping it real. And me seeing that limp with my own eyes, it made me say this, Law, big, big OC. We not go see, in my opinion, likely, just because of the injury, we not go see a good lay L at right tackle this year. Yeah. And and I'm gonna add one more thing, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna ask you this, OC, mm -hmm. because this is what I was seeing when I see lay L. When you have a hip surgery, this reminds me of Romo and why he got hurt. Because everybody wanted him to play in 2016, right? Mm. I'm, I'm gonna put back on my clear views for this. Mm. So everybody wanted Romo to play, but at the same time, Romo didn't take care of his body good enough with surgeries. That's just a fact. When you don't have a core, like Des Bryant talked about him lacking a six pack and finally finally seeing it in 2016. How do you walk in camp without a six pack but had back surgery? What supports your back? What's my point? Mm -hmm. Lael had hip surgery and for a year has been known for being out of shape. And we all can see, 
especially from this previous game. If you look close, it was in the first game too. He's out of shape. He was on the oxygen machine in the second half after being in the locker room 30 minutes. What's my point? Did he take care of his body in the offseason? Did he do the yoga? Did he do all those things to have him even ready to play? That's my question, OC. Well, yeah, man. Um, before, so, before the OC go, I got my notes right here now. You know, you, you okay. mentioned no base, no balance, no power. Yes, sir. Did good, you see that? Yeah, good notes. <laughs> no, those are good notes because they said that before before you go OC, they had those same scouting reports on him in college, though. Mm. One of the big scouting reports on him in college, and this this goes back to his injury, and I think that's where he may struggle. They were talking about his bend in college. Mm. He would not sit down. He mm. would that was his problem that he would reach. He would lose his technique because he would reach and he he would not sit. His problem was sitting down. That's why they were saying. Oh, move him to guard because he'd be a better guard than a tackle right now because his he, his bend isn't good. Well, if they were saying that in college on scouting reports about your bend not being good and you had hip surgery and, and your knees might be kind of achy, isn't that going to be even worse? I'm just asking y'all, isn't that going to be worse if he was already having those problems before and you had hip surgery? Right. And now this is the second year and you're having those type of same type of issues where it's hard to sit down because – Remember, in the preseason, they was having problem with people with speed rushing past him because he wasn't sitting. So, I don't know. Tell me, OC. Yeah, man. And so, man, y'all threw out a lot, man. And uh, let, let me just – let me go with law, law on this one, all right? No base, no balance, no power. Let me just start right there, right? So, he, here's the thing. Your base is really how fast you can get your feet in the ground, right? Because the key to being a good offensive lineman, man – is how quickly your feet can slide across surfaces, all right? If you if you see Lyle Collins' kick slide, you see him take a big exaggerated kick. If you look at Steel here, notice his feet stay close to the ground and look at Collins, No, I right? put it on Collins. Yeah, you, okay, so notice you see him and, and you didn't really see it on that play, but it's okay. But this is what I wanna talk about. With him, with the hip surgery, man, it really hurts your power. It hurts your power and also it hurts your change of direction laterally. And so you need to be able to move side to side to stay in front of boys laterally. And if you got tight hips and your hip is not strong, A, you're going to have a problem moving side to side. B, your B, when you get there, you have a problem latching on and stopping his pressure towards you because you can't, to James' point, sit down. You can't sit down. And then you open a turn like that, right? Because you're slow out of your stance. So feet are slow, right? You're, when your feet are slow, you open and you turn up. It's called an open door. It's called yep, a swing. Open door. door. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, so swing your hips open, and that's the shortest path to the quarterback. The shortest distance between any path is a straight line. And when a tackle opens up his hips, it's a straight line to the quarterback like he does right here. And so hold on right real quick, OC. People have been swearing up and down that this tape is good. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> this no, tape not. is not good on Collins, man. He beat right there. And it's a lot of times he got beat by Barrett. And anybody can see this, man. Like, this is not hard to see. All you got to do is turn it on. It is that easy to see. Like, when you turn it on, like, but but people swearing on Twitter that this is elite. They swearing. They like, oh. And they not, not just Twitter. Everywhere, YouTube, 
Facebook. People just sworn yep. he was just unstoppable. You know, and, and then he, and, and I'm not trying to beat up Lyle. I'm saying that his body, right, his lower extremities, man, is not where it needs to be, right? And because of the fact that when you have I see him lipping right there. Yep. Yeah, it's right there. And so, yep. And so, guys, when you have lower extremity injuries as an offensive lineman, man, you got to work super hard, man. You got to power lift, Look. deadlift, squat. Yep, it's a little limp. Yep, you got to be sprinting. You got to be doing quick feet. And so all those things has been a problem in terms of his work habit, and that's the lean. You see the lean? And he did it a whole lot this past game. He got away with it some in the Tampa Bay game because they was getting rid of the ball quick, which is why I get on Kellen Moore for them not releasing the ball quick and having that quick tempo like yep. that. Ball they need a quick out. tempo. Yeah, quick tempo. So here's the deal, man. This kid needs to play inside, in my opinion, to prolong his career and to yep. give himself time to heal. Okay, and that's been my thought about it for the past seven, eight, nine weeks, man. Because that hip, man, his feet, his feet have never been really quick. The thing that's really helped him, even in 2019, was him being able to stay balanced and to extend and hit people with his hands because he has long, powerful hands and he's a strong guy. So when he pops you, he can get you off of your brush path to the quarterback. But if he's lunging, if he's lunging and he's missing with his hands, then all of a sudden, what he was good at in pass pro is taken away from him because he's lunging, he's missing you with his hands, he can't knock you off of your rush path, therefore he's going to give up pressures and sacks. Man, I hope man, I made man, sense. Man, that's explains everything. The film breakdown. From, from a verbiage aspect of it, that explains everything. That's why he got a 93 rating in PFL in run blocking, and that's why he's terribly failing in pass block blocking with 69. So, and that's a that's a a, a big discrepancy between passing yep. and block. Like normally, you would see those numbers being a little bit closer. And I'm not PFF guy. I'm just. Saying mm -hmm. that those just people, interpreting the numbers, you're just trying to interpretate the numbers, whereas one yeah. is being high, extremely high. Ninety three is really good on run. Yeah, it's really run. good. And and, right. and and I don't know an offensive lineman, and I'm not. I'm not I don't. I, I never played offensive lineman for crying out loud. Right. But but I I know all offensive linemen would, would prefer to run block. Right. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in in this situation, DOC. I think it's hard pressed for the Cowboys to make that movement because in the same breath, believe it or not, like Ripley's, this is Connor Williams' best season ever. And last game yeah. was his best game, basically. Yeah. So how do you do that? Well, you can't bitch well, him. You know, you can't move him. Well, see, that's, what, hold that's why Real I quick. made Let's see, hold up. But that's why I made that tape, y'all. I'm not saying I'm the offensive lineman, but that's what I was saying where – Layout probably is, he is probably the natural better left guard than Connor Williams. You feel me facts, with the yep, size, facts, the power, facts, facts. and it's gonna it's probably gonna re like OC said, it is probably gonna prolong his career because anybody yep. and people who thinking somebody's bashing Collins or anything nope. like that, you're no, wrong. No, 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 it's not that. Nobody man. on here it is just what makes no sense. Collins. This is this the real. It's real. He had a hip surgery. He yes. all year. We talked about this before the offseason was that hip surgery could be something that could be long term. Keep an right. eye on it. That's what people were saying even before this even happened. So mm -hmm. nobody bashing no Collins right here because nope. people were talking no about this way before. So now 
you seeing it, it like it it, yep. it could be an issue. And if you're trying to, like you said, pull up prolong a career, he probably it's better in space for him because he doesn't have to use those extra movements like you do on tackle than guard. So <clears throat> Connor Williams, though, that's why when I made the tape in New England, I was saying that if you're an offensive line coach, would you go to T Connor Williams and say, well, you know what? We're putting Leo Collins at left guard and we're benching you. What would be the reason? You see what I'm saying? Because yep. Connor Williams hasn't played bad this year. We know yeah. about his penalties. We know about his penalties for sure. Right. But if you look at the course of the year, OC, you can't say Connor Williams has had a bad season. No, I do want to say this real quick, real quick, OC, because I'm going to turn it back to you real quick. I want to go with to Law said. Law talked about a 96 or something type grade on run blocking and a discrepancy of 60, 60 69 70, on pass and then he got a 93 on, on, on run and, and just, so just just to throw this out there not to over talk you on this one Connor no, Williams didn't. he never graded at a 90 and run blocking nor passing oh, Con oh but, keep but, talking but, 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 but go ahead, just, but go no, ahead. no 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 you keep talking because you're making my point thank you law thank no, 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 you law thank you no 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 this is your point that you make <laughs> this is the point when you interpret the numbers in my opinion when Connor Williams never got a grade of a 90 in run blocking and you got a guy that's failing in pass blocking the numbers say move him to guard <laughs> Right? The numbers. Let, come on now. Let's just think about it. The numbers say that in. But are they going to bench Connor Williams in his contract? You get what I'm saying? That's yeah. the yes, they are. Like they should too. Much. But they uh, but are they though? But, uh, but are they? I think but it's a possibility. They? No, I'm going to say why it's a possibility. Because it's just a possibility. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying it's a possibility. I think it's a possibility when you look at the fact that Connor Williams got more penalties than 15 teams, right? And that's a big thing. That's not a small thing because basically holding penalties are like sacks without the quarterback saying, ouch. You know what I mean? You're going backwards 10 yards, bro. That's that's a drive killer, except Dak Nim been balling so much, we ain't lost the game behind it yet. So I think the coaches are looking at the risk of all those holding penalties and, and measuring the Kool-Aid together. Right, they said oh, we could, you know what I mean. Where we saying ah, yeah. So and they keeping in just my opinion, Lael in a ready position, and I think they need to ramp him up. I don't think they need to throw him out there because just because what we saw happen to Steel, we don't want to happen to Lael going to guard. Right. So I'm with you, Big. I think we should keep Connor Williams out there for a while, but if he keep up with that holding stuff. Insert the better guy. Assert the guy with a 90 on the run grade. Yeah, let me. Let what me about McConnell McGovern? I agree with him too. Yes. Let me interject real quick. Um, you know, McGovern right now is a star, right? So he ain't getting in the game unless probably Zach Martin gets. Right? So this is what you. Right? This is my opinion. Two ways to look at this. You need to really work rehab and work on his transitioning in terms of college. So, like, he should be running every day. He should be rehabbing that hip, doing squats, doing leg presses every freaking day, trying to get that hip better and trying to get it stronger. All right, shout out to Abo. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the super chat, brother. I can't read that. Boss he said, what happened to Zeke's knee? Okay, so he had a knee contusion. 
uh, meaning basically he got a, a knee bruise, man. So he played through it like a champ. He was a tough guy for doing it. Mm -hmm. um, so let, let me finish this point, though. Here's the deal. Nathay, let him be the sacrificial line. You can compensate and cover one bad tackle, right, or one bad lineman. You can't compensate and cover two. Right. I don't think that Collins is really ready to play, in my opinion. Move still back to where he's been playing great, which is that right tackle, by the way. We know that based upon the tea leaves that I don't think that the Cowboys are really interested in signing Connor Williams, all right? He leads the team with holding penalties. He's not a highly graded athlete, so give LC some time to get ready. And at the proper time, let them split reps and insert him into the lineup. Sit, you're probably gonna move on from Connor Williams anyway yep. after this season. Oh, they're going to move on. Yeah, so Connor Williams has done enough, right, to get himself a contract, to get himself a job with some other NFL team. No shade on Connor Williams. But you know as an organization, you're not moving forward with him. So then, therefore, there's no long-term commitment. And when we get in the playoffs and we play the Bucks, the Rams, when we play the Seahawks, when we play tough teams with good defensive lines, man, it's going to be an issue with him. And mm. we all know this right we all know this so why now begin to systematically take steps now well real quick real quick just um studio would want us to get to the point and i kind of feel this he he didn't say that but i like his question because it's real direct he said how do we fix the left tackle situation <laughs> <laughs> you drafting you gotta draft it you gotta draft it baby all right yeah, you, you got to draft it to your point, Law, and I'm going to shut up and let you get back on. I want to finish this thing. So it's, it's just, and I'm a, last thing, it, it's a way to fix it, right? So you put Nache in, you give him help, and you let Terrence steal a ball on the right side, okay? That's one. B, you leave it just like it is, and as a play caller, Keller Moore, you got to compensate with quick tempo and how you call this game. Mm. That's how you call it. Those are the two ways. Yeah. Um, my answer to that is in the short term, uh, if you stick with steel and you're trying to develop him by fire, help him out and add what the OC said in terms of quick tempo, getting the ball out, having an offense that helps your tackles, right? Um, with quick plays and stuff like that. Also run the ball. I think you definitely got to run the ball that helps your tackles as well, uh, to just keep them from dancing, you right. know? You want them basically laying on boys, like, and then it's gonna help their confidence and everything. And Coach Marv with the super chat talked about play action, so it's all kind of ways to do it. And that's on the short run. On the long run, they have to cross train the tackles. They have to, like, listen. They basically had still playing only right tackle with no left tackle reps, period, because he was balling so much at right tackle. My fourth grade teacher used to always say, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We cannot believe T. Smith when he comes into the season saying, oh, I'm going to make it this time. No, we don't believe you and we shouldn't. So at this time, we got to prepare as if he's going to get injured again. The best way to do that long term after we get through this short term crisis of le left tackle is you got to have those guys practicing for him to leave at any moment. Because this could literally be the game before the Super Bowl and something can happen with T. Smith foot, his neck, his arm, his back, anything like right. that. We got to be able to have 
um, still, in my opinion, walk in there because he's been practicing left tackle. Yeah. So, but you to know me, what, boss? A couple of ways. You know, you know what, boss? I'm kind of getting. I will say this. I'm kind of this. This has frustrated with me about the Cowboys uh, with T- Tyron Smith because I've been saying this for the last three years, and Law knows that. Yeah, bro. I'm the one. I, a couple years ago, I was talking about when they were having uh, Jamal a- uh, Adams, and I was like, "Well, shoot, look at Tyron Smith and giving him up." People was going mm-hmm. off on me. Oh, you mm-hmm. don't be giving up no Tyron Smith. <laughs> don't <laughs> people been, You remember that Law, right? right I was right. saying, hey, start start thinking about that. Because every year, if you look at since the last four years, four to five years, he missed four games every single year. He misses them no matter what. So the thing is, I know we got Michael Parsons, and that was a dog pick. I ain't never mad at that pick. But they're going to really go in. I know what we're talking about during this year and how you saying guys got to get prepped. They got to give still some more time. But they really got to really attack this left tackle in the draft. This is this this can't be the same thing anymore. Dude is going to get hurt every year. You can't rely on Tyron Smith. I don't care how good he is. I don't care how good Tyron Smith is, dog. Can't rely on him no more because it's now it's any little thing. Somebody kick his foot, he out two two weeks. You know? yep. and it's not dissing him, but any little thing get hit with him, he gets injured. You feel me? Yep. It's like okay, Tyron Smith got hit on his elbow. He gonna be out this week. You know what I'm? He's having. And he says the same thing every year. I'm in the best shape of my life. He said yep. that the last right. three years, I'm in the best shape of my life, and you still get hurt. Man, he's yeah, man. frustrating. Fool me being once. In, Shame on you. Being in great shape don't mean you're durable, man. And I've been saying this since before the draft. We should have drafted the top in the second round. I'm not mad at at, at, uh, at uh, Kelvin Joseph pick, right? I'm not mad at that. But I was in favor. If you go back and watch our shows way back there in April and March, I said, man, we need to tackle in the second round to sure up and have tackle depth so we don't have this kind of crisis. But anyway, yeah. boss, Cowboy pick. Sure, we could add Jenkins. You know, uh, yeah, I remember you guys. What's his name? Terrence, too, right? <laughs> No, Jenkins from Jenkins, um, uh, Oklahoma State. Oh, my God. What was, what was his first name? Tre- Telvin um, or something? Or I something. think it was Terrence Jenkins, I think, bro. I, I might be butchering T. T. Jenkins, I remember. He Man, that dude glasses. was a monster. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but he would have fixed us. Lineman. We would have been okay. The only thing is he mm-hmm. hurt his back in Chicago. But, yeah. you know, that's time, space, continuing stuff because that, that don't mean that would have happened here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tevin Jenkins. That's what's name. That's what people saying. That's what Tevin Jenkins. Yeah. And, and shout you. out to everybody that's in the uh, the shooting the super chats over here. Uh, but it, 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 this is the thing though. And shout out to Jay Farm. He said, "Hey, we should have got Rashawn Slater." It's it just one of those things. Where do you go with a dog out of Parsons, or do you going to be? Ha- nah, are you going to be happy I'm with Slater? Parsons? No. Nope. Yeah. Taking Parsons. No. Over I would Parsons all day second round. Long. All yep. day long. Yeah. Parsons yeah. never would have did that. No. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so how yeah. we gonna look now, <laughs> Cowboys? We are on this. I hope train that Josh Ball, who had like first or second round talent, but you know due to the all field situations, we just in hope that he can feel right in. But it's a growing situation with him, and then on top of that, due to the political arena with his offensive line. That's just how it's going to go with Terrence Steele. He's the quote-unquote swing tackle at this point, and that's how they're going to develop him, unfortunately, and they're going to give that that, that spot to Lyle Collins. That's just how we're going to see it for the remainder of the year. They're ripping the Band-Aid off, 
and they said, okay, there was a bullet that's inside of this body. We're going to go in. We're going to try to extract the bullet and put the band. Well, when they put that little fire on it to melt it and then put the bandaid back over it or stitch it back together, that's what they're doing. So hopefully against the Atlanta Falcons, we don't see the same thing we saw last week because these guys should be on a, on a better page now. That's the only thing we can well, I'll tell reach you. for now. But the Atlanta Falcons big game, James? Man, I'm just saying. Uh, just I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to cut you off. But I'm just saying with the Atlanta Falcons defense, what we're talking about how they struggle with the Broncos, right? Right. Uh, I, the Atlanta Falcons defense, that front is not that good. I know they got the big boy up front that uh, uh, Grady. Uh, what's his name? Jerry. Get I mean, Grady Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. They only have 11 sacks on the year, though, fellas. You get what right, I'm saying? Right, they don't have right. that type of defense up front. Uh, I don't, I'm not even going to say Broncos, but they were just hella aggressive. They had a few players, though. Shelby Harris isn't a bad player. And then that kid, uh, number 59, he was pretty decent. But the Falcons don't really have a front or a defense that can really do what I feel like the Broncos can. So the Cowboys should really be able to exploit this, especially in the run game. They're really bad in the run game. I mean, they're bad defensively across the board. Right, Whereas the right. Broncos, statistically, they were good. They had a good defense this year. I mean, they were they were playing good defensively pretty much the whole year. Where you look at the Atlanta Falcons, that defense has just been giving up yards after yards, especially in the run game, especially in the run game. You can really exploit them. So this should be a bounce-back game where the Cowboys should say, okay, um, let's go ahead and kind of stick with this run today. Because, um, I mean, they to me – like uh, OC said, if you watch the Broncos, they were given a lot of stuff on the, in the flats when they were playing other teams. I mean, you really could have exploited a Tony Pollard dumping off in the flats and things of that nature, and that, that didn't really happen. It looked like we were just trying to really attack them deep and trying to hit the home run instead of just, you know, uh, just You're taking right. it all the way down the field of 12 plays. You feel me? It was like we wanted to quick strike it. It, it felt like we was in – I don't know if it was – just me, y'all. But it just felt like the offense was very impatient. Yeah, they didn't, let, they didn't allow it was just trying to underneath. Yeah, I mean, and, right? You and, feel and me? It and was and like they was trying yeah. to go for the home run Hell every yeah. time, and that's what hurt Dallas. Disrespectful. Look, look. I told people before, not many teams can do that matchup because they press man to man on the outside with that Patrick Sertain and Fuller. I don't think that we're going to see another tandem like that and you throw in Kareem Jackson. Oh, excuse me, Justin Simmons is no one to sneeze at. And so all of those boys in the secondary, they was able to play those boys up tight, drop their linebackers, and then squeeze everything up front with their front four and create pressure that way. Shoot, that defense right there, man, anybody mama, uncle, cousin can sit back and just grin when you got those boys who playing like that. And just to be fair to Dak Prescott he managed he managed to see the receiver but he just kind of overthrew him maybe because they didn't have that rep or that practice time right, and right. practice so he right. got them beat it just that the, if you equate the pressure and the lack of practice man it was just good recipe for that butt whooping that we got you know it's just how it happened man some people some people are good you know Three, two, one, drop it. and remember all right i got something uh real quick first i was checking out your twitter uh i saw you on that um 
Byron Browning. Uh, yeah, Baron Browning. Yeah, Baron Browning. Like, listen. Hey, I told you how we could expose him, and he got. He, I told you how we could expose him, and they did. He didn't have the best game, um, statistically, as far as I mean, he had some tackles, but he we could have really worked him more than they did. I wish they would have attacked him because that was only his second full game. I think last week was his first full game because he'd been injured with leg injuries and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. last week was his first game where he got. Uh, like 50, 60 reps. So this was only his second game, um, you know, really starting, especially with Von Miller out. You could have really exploited that rookie. You feel me? I just feel like they didn't take their time to really hit the matchups that they could. But just a uh, loss point, too. Dak was off on a couple passes because, remember, he had the long bomb to CD, and that would have been a touchdown if he hit him because yep, CD had the man beat. And then he missed he missed the other one in the late – in the third or fourth quarter where CD, he did the quick double move and he threw his hand up, and uh, he, he had his man beat too. And if Dak would have hit him, that could have been a touchdown as well. So Dak was a little bit off. I just think it was a situation. He was out, hadn't practiced a few weeks. You, you guys mentioned it. The, both the receivers have were banged up. Law mentioned that both the receivers have been banged up. Law, I mean, Dak had been out. It was just kind of one of those things that we just felt like we was going to do what we always had been doing. And guess what? The Denver Broncos were like they had a chip on their shoulder that game. That's all I feel it is, and I just feel like you know what? Let's move past that because these Falcons they're going to give us give Dallas a test again. Now I don't feel like they're going to give a big defensively test. I think Dallas can move the ball on them at will. But I do feel like Matt Ryan going to be throwing chunking that ball everywhere. And two <laughs> yeah. players I don't want to get go crazy with Dallas is Kyle Pitts and that damn Cordella, the Cordella Patterson. That dog, I know he ain't he ain't ran crazy, but I'm telling you, you know how Dallas will do if you get a running back, start running hard on Dallas and charging. Man, I don't want to see him because he runs hard. Stop that man early, please, Cowboys. <laughs> Parsley, go hey, get Big, him. <laughs> I want to ask you a question, Big, real talk. Real talk. One of the tweets that you said after the – well, during the game, real quick, I think it's going to be perfect to do it like this. Give me one second. Hey, I love being a Cowboy. Big, big, big game, James. Game changer. Let's have some fun. Let's have a good time, man. Let's kick it. So that segment, Game Changer, is is real because everybody picked their own names, right? Mm -hmm. So game changing is something that's very real to be because, like, he came up with that. He was like, bro, this is what I want to be about. I want to observe who are the guys that changed the game. And I tweeted something, retweeted something from you where you said, I want to see how these guys play, right? Why we getting blown out? Who are some of the guys that stood out in the loss as you was watching Uh, who was going to play Cowboy football? uh, It doesn't matter what side of the ball. I don't care. Mm. Well, number one, Parsons is number one. He, he's the man. <laughs> he's the main one that stood out to me because to me, he's the leader of the defense now. Yeah. And just seeing his attitude, I, I I feel like he was angry. He was mad. He was pissed off. He didn't like it. You feel me? And I loved his energy all the way out through uh, that game. Um, I feel like uh, Curse is another guy who takes that stuff very personal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it really meant something to him the way they lost like that. And, you know, especially I think he's a grimy, gritty type dude. So I feel like, you know, he, he uh, really 
uh, took it personal. I actually seen a tweet from a guy said something about, uh, what about uh, Jer- uh, cursing? He jumped in there like, you a hater. So I know <laughs> <laughs> he jumped in the tweet quickly and said something to him. So that's the type of guy I like. He going to yeah. get in there and he get straight quickly. up. So uh, curse is another guy I thought that uh, fought. Um, if we looking at the offensive side of the ball, uh, who kept on fighting? I, I mean, I feel like the whole team kept on fighting. Um, I just feel like I don't know, y'all. It just felt I got like, one. Well, on let me offense. ask you this. Let me let me let me have Malik Turner. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Malik Turner did his thing, boy. Well, we like Malik Turner in the in Multi- the preseason. Yep, we, we showed him did. to get healthy, Rary. Really? Yep. We we we've been waiting for him to get healthy. Man, he turned up in the preseason. He shut down that semi semi talk. That boy got a future, bro. I mean, yeah, he does. He got a future. He like got good size too. He he's does. Not little. He's got good size. He's yeah, like six two. Yeah, yeah. He a baller. He see. I like people where they just come out of nowhere because they just ballers. Mm-hmm. Man, Turner mm-hmm. was balling, and he was yeah. fighting all the way to the end on everything you put him on. All special mm-hmm. teams receive mm-hmm. everything. He mm-hmm. played cowboy football. He was the game changer. Mm-hmm. And just like Law said, he made people forget about Simi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's real talk. I mean, Thanks, because I mean, everybody, I thought Simi was going to be the guy that was going to be that sixth receiver. But when we saw Malik Turner turning up in that preseason, the only thing that hurt Malik Turner was he got hurt. He had that Facts. elbow injury in the yep. preseason. That's what knocked him back because he was turning all the way up preseason and in the games. He was playing well in the games, too. So, you know what? If anything, we should be excited that we saw one more receiver with yes. the Cowboys Ooh. that uh, stepped up now. And, and fellas, and he's cheap. You know, Stephen yes. Jones like yeah. that. Same. So he ain't got a lot of money to be spending Talk. money on him. So that's a big thing that you got another receiver in big. the fold who's young, good size, and he's cheap. So yes. that'll help you when you're making decisions down the line where you're looking at players to keep and let go. Let's just keep it all the way real because Stephen, look at that money. And the best thing to do is that's why he like keeping these rookies because you don't got to pay them. That's mm-hmm. why you got to win championships early that's why you want to win a championship this year fellas you know why because next year the price goes up for these other guys randy gregory's a, a, a free agent Dalton schultz is a free agent those guys are coming up for contracts and so you got to get them while they're cheap so that's why it's paramount to get these guys focused refocus get it right back on because you can still take take care of it this year um in these play uh with the division and in these playoffs so Definitely got to make that push and make it now. There's no time that you got to wait. Why wait two or three years? Make the time now. Make this year now. No doubt. Real quick, do y'all want to talk about some of the guys that's coming back? Gallup, Tristan Hill. We got some. Now they starting Ooh, to come yeah, on I back. about that. Yeah. yeah about they coming on back now. Damn. Yeah. And y'all know how I feel about Tristan Hill now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so so uh, go ahead and be, talk about your boy, Trist. I mean, I, I know everybody's been getting on Tristan Hill, and I get it. It's very – you have every reason to say everything about Tristan Hill, but all I can say is that he has uh, the ability. And all I'm saying is you have a coach now who I feel like who can coach the ability in a Dan Quinn. I feel like he's a guy that can, you know, get in the mind of the player, and he's he's a player's type coach. So I feel like this helps a Tristan Hill. I'm hoping that he can come back. He came back from his injury and, and, and is fully good because I really do believe he adds an element to this defense that the defense needs. Um, I think he does have pass rushing ability. I feel like he has a great first step. 
I feel like he can help in that run game. And that's another body that you can rotate in that middle. And that's what the Cowboys need, because when you get down later in the season, you're going to need bodies. Injuries happen. People get tired. And I feel like he's a he'll be a good rotational piece. I'll let y'all take Gallup because y'all know I love defense. But just getting Gallup back, I wonder how they uh, figure it out, because I do want to say one thing. They're going heavy with the 12 personnel when they have Blake Jarwin, right? Mm -hmm. I had made a post about how last year they were heavy um, 11 personnel with the three wide receivers, right? And Dak was getting a little bit exposed, and they were passing the ball a lot. And, and, and when they've been in that 12 personnel this year, it's been really, really effective. I wonder now when you're getting your third dog back in Gallup, do they go back more to the 11 personnel? Do they stay kind of 12? Because that mm. 12 personnel has been – the godsend this year since Gallup has went out they switched more to 12 personnel and look how good that offense has been humming now you got a piece like Gallup coming back are they going to go more 11 will they stay in 12 that's what I'm going to be looking at going forward how they're going to do that offense incorporating Gallup back in mm. I, I yeah, think me, uh, go, ahead, go ahead go ahead go ahead Oh, just real quick. So shout out to Terrence for the super chat. Terrence said this, man. He uh, shoot out a question to you guys. Uh, two questions real quick, because I think these are super good. Terrence said, are we forgetting about Gallimore? Do we have an ETA on when he's coming back? So they want to talk about that. Also, uh, this is from CJH, uh, Decal for Life. He said this. Check this out. This is a real good comment. He said he wanted to get everybody's take on the run defense. If we're not in the lead mm. and teams one-dimensional that front is getting bullied is it their poor talent is it effort or is it scheme mm. well well i'm gonna just say right talking quick, about the front can go yep, the the defensive front. Front. is it is it talent is it effort or is it scheme because if we're not in the lead he's saying we getting bullied if we're not in the lead and we can't make the team one-dimensional well i think it's talent yeah, in my opinion, let's let's let's, let's let's really yeah let's let's really look at it. Osa Ogadizua is a monster. We okay. know that, right? Yeah. But Brent Irvin and Carlos Watkins, we talked about this before, boss. Remember we talked about it. Those guys are role players. Those are yeah. complimentary players. Those guys yeah. are does what that's what they are. Um, and Gallimore, here's my thing with Gallimore. I like Gallimore, but. I'm just going to say this. People need to blow the brakes on Gallimore coming in and being this savior in the middle. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Right, I know because Gallimore has <laughs> – That's why he bucked off. Gallim Gallim Gallimore hasn't established himself. Gallimore <laughs> just started playing good at the end of last year. We acting like Gallimore is an all-pro. Uh, wait till we get Gallimore back. Wait till we get Gallimore back. I mean, Gallimore ain't did nothing. Let's keep it real. I ain't disrespect no Gallimore like him. We ain't did nothing. We ain't Gallimore ain't did nothing for us to think Gallimore gonna come in and stop this run. Has he? Let's keep it real. What has he done? He got hurt in the preseason. We haven't seen him all regular season. We saw him half of last year. We're we're hedging. We're hedging and hoping he's going he's going to be that. But we don't know that. So Gallimore ain't we don't know if Gallimore's gonna come in and be some savior in the middle, man. Facts, uh what facts. it is. What it is. Um but is it scheme or is it talent? It's the talent. But the good thing is, and I'm being all the way honest, um, Aiden Durden, who I ate crow on the show about, he was the number one per. I did a show on Boss Cowboy Eat Boss Cowboy Eat Crow. He was the number one person. Um, 
Aiden Durden, he have them boys playing real hard to be under talented. So even though, yes, Gallimore is definitely not a savior based on his historic play with the Dallas Cowboys, I still can't wait to see him with Aiden. You know what I mean? I just can't wait right. because I think Aiden been turning. He is a Rod Marinelli clone, in my opinion, where he could take a scrap of guys with scrap talent and get max out of it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Rod Marinelli and Aiden, they like your wife. You know, don't don't ever go shopping. <laughs> don't ever go grow. No, 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 no. Let your wife do that. She go stretch that thing. Let your girl right. do that. Right. That's right. what we got with them too, man. So. Yeah, it's a it's 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 mostly t a talent issue, but we kind of roll with that. And then Urban is on his way back, so we now starting to get our pieces. Which I'm I'm with Big. I ain't gonna drink all the Kool Aid on Gallimore, but I'm at least happy he gonna be back. And I'm I can't wait to see Tristan Hill because he they let him cook, huh? They let him <laughs> cook. They like, bro, we not rushing you. We want you at 110%. And if they doing all that, you better you better smell like a new car when we see you. Big, big, right big about fact. that. Big facts on that, you know. Uh, I just think that the best way to stop the run will be our offense, and that's how they looked yeah, at this. Straight uh, thinking about all of the three texts that they got, and, of course, even Carlos Watkins, for what he's doing, he's – he looks like a three tech, but he's playing at that one, and he's doing a yep. he's doing a good job. By the way, you know, uh, yeah, even yeah. though we got gashed last game, but but like you guys said, primarily on the edges there, uh, we just had no edge control, and hopefully when D Law get back, they putting the bubble wrap on him. I, I I think that they said that he will be back around Kansas City Chiefs game around that time frame, so. Yeah. Um, we, we will see how this team will shake out from there, and we will see exactly what they're going to do with your boy, Tristan Hill, hopefully this weekend. Well, I do got some good news, just real quick. Um, I figured out, I really figured out how to stop the pitch train. Mm. I really did. Um, we got to basically put, you know, we got to market that we getting ready to play Dallas this week. Mm -hmm. It should be no pitch train this week. We should all hate pits. And this is another thing, too. And I'm glad to see this. I'm glad to see this, especially since we're getting ready to play him. I'm glad that this dude is looking like he's not a generational player. He had two good games and everybody went crazy. Right? <laughs> he's back to missing. So... And I like that because I don't. We don't need this phenom going off right. when we play them. And going into Atlanta, I think we got to counter him. I think we got a potential counter that if if I'm gonna go on say it, I'm gonna stop teasing. Mm. If Curse can erase Pitts, you gotta pay Curse tomorrow. You got to. They laughing at the milk carton. Yeah, bro, he missing, bro. He missing. Mm. All that pitch train. Man, there ain't no pitch train. Get out of here, man. There ain't no pits. It's a pitch train, but I ain't. Now, nah, the dude is not generational. Now, he's still going to be good, but all this generational, no. So, we need to go ahead and continue the trend that he had two good games. So, he not completely missing, but for the season, he's missing. And we need to keep that trend with my boy Curse, straight up. 
Well, you know, yeah, I, I think that people was uh, really on the Kyle Pitts situation in relations if he were to be on this particular team with uh, the notion of having a C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Dak Prescott and what we Oh, that would have been of, amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so by him going to the Atlanta Falcons, uh, that, that kind of put a pit stop on the pitch train. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so all I can say is that's all I'm going to say on him. I, I think that the kid is still dynamic. It's just that yeah. 36 receptions uh, for 546 yards, one tub, and he's averaging 15.2. I, I mean, that, that is not gaudy numbers, but far as from a rookie, that, that's no, pretty that's decent. No, that's good numbers. For a rookie, that's For a rookie, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know. No and, touchdowns, but yeah. the yardage, yeah. that's good. That's good yeah. for a rook, man. So, shout yeah. out to him, man. Uh, they're going to have to do some reinforcements on that uh, offensive front. Uh, I think Cal, who is it, Calvin Ridley, he's going through a, a midlife type of, uh, well, early, early crisis of I want to play, I don't want to play, you know, that type of situation. So uh, I hope all is well with him. But, hey, they enemies now. We, we're going to try to rip a hole yeah, through man. them, you know. Trying to break his Smoke job. him. This should be a good bounce back. This should be a – this should. if Dallas gets focused and does what they're supposed to be do, this should be a good – bounce back game and i feel like this needs to be a good bounce back statement game so it can erase doubt because people are going to have doubt maybe you might have a little self-doubt if the falcons play you good you know what i'm saying maybe you <laughs> right. don't so i yeah you have that on you you don't self-doubt will creep in like damn are we as good atlanta just played as good too damn you know what i mean but but, but so may, may, may me interject on that too big game james uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the exact same test from last week. You playing against a team that's four and four. Also, you playing against a team that's coming off of a win. And let's not think about this. Let's not forget about this. I meant to say they beat the Saints, who beat the Buccaneers. You know, so they're gonna feel themselves and say, "Hey, they're four and four. If they can beat, the find a way to beat Dallas, stick it to the old coach." You know, that left the team or what have you, and, and or we got fired or what have you, and proved that they that they made the right decision, then they can build up their morale. So this is one of those situations. They want to get above five. Yeah, but this – yeah, but this shouldn't even – I mean, the Broncos, I mean, if they play Cowboys again, I don't think the Broncos beat the Cowboys. Nice. You get what I'm saying? I just don't feel that way. So, I mean, I just feel like the Cowboys just need to really, really focus this week. Focus. Focus this week in practice. They say they didn't have the last two weeks. They haven't had good practices. Well, if y'all are saying that in the media, then stop having bad practices and get y'all's heads together. Get it together. And y'all can really stomp these Falcons. I, I know they beat the Saints, but, bro, we you you know, Law, the Falcons ain't a good team, dog. They're not. I mean, we're looking at them <laughs> like on their defense. They don't – then them really losing Calvin really, really, really hurt them. They, that's a huge piece that they missed that was an offense piece So, because now you can really hone in on a Kyle Pitts because who else do you have? Wait, Gage, they got Gage over there. He's okay, but you know what I mean? He ain't no Calvin Ridley. And then your run game when you, you just lost uh, Devontae Freeman and then they lost the other kid, Tevin Coleman, mm -hmm. those two guys were a good run piece for a Matt Ryan. Now those guys are gone. You focus on a Patterson and you shut him down because he's not running the ball like crazy. He's only averaging like three yards a carry and he's only averaging like 1.6 before contact. So that shows offensive line is not even blocking for these guys like that. So exactly. this is a game you really should beat up these Falcons. It really is, fellas. This is a game we should really go in there and smack these Falcons mm. and because the Dallas Cowboys are better than them. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. 
there mm. should there should be a stomp game so there n- nobody else should doubt the Cowboys and say, oh, that was just an anomaly against. Because that's what we're saying right now, right? I'm fellas? loving it. We're saying right. that right now. That mm. that was just a little side game. That so then they need to refocus and smack the Falcons because they're considerably better than them. So for them to show that they are an elite team, they have to show their eliteness against the Falcons Sunday. Mm. Can you give one mm. of the perfect? You know. Oh, man. Yeah, you already know, man. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, Boss, I want to take this. Boss, before you say it? anything, I yeah, was watching me and my me and my girl watching a movie last night. I don't know what the hell this movie was called, dog, but All it right. was going through the, the excerpts and it came. We were just watching it and it said, Perfect. I was like, oh, <laughs> hell no. That's, if she jumped back in here, we're going to find the name of that movie, dog. Because we was just sitting there, and the, it was like, it was the opening of the movie, and it was like, perfect. And then it went into the movie, and we are like, what the hell? They steal it, man. They steal it. Hey, they steal it, I got a new one coming, too. Let me tell you what it is. It's that yoga flame. Yoga flame. Yes. Yeah, oh, get that. Yeah, that yoga that, flame, please. man. Yoga so fire. Yeah, yoga, yoga fire. Yeah, <laughs> yoga flame. Ooh. Yoga flame. <laughs> so anyway, uh, just want to take the super chat before the final words. If y'all got any super chats from your channels you want to get in, obviously we want to respect everybody's channels and in, in the, in the um, contribution to everybody's individual channels. This one says, the next game after a bad over a game, like what we had with Telef, is we have big problems, or if it was just, let me find the rest of it. Or if it was just a bad game. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a bad game. I think it was a perfect storm. If you mix in what Law said with, you know, all the bad luck, the 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 injuries to Cooper, the injuries to C D Lamb, which don't give you the week of practice, plus Mike McCarthy having a judgment to put more emphasis on study over prep, mixing that with the left tackle injury and the mixing of that. I just think it was a perfect storm of bad luck that just, you know, spiraled into that trash we saw Sunday. So mm-hmm. I think these guys, plus when they young, so I think, you know, I think they got their slap they needed. We gonna be back. I ain't tripping. Like no panic right, at right. all. Even if we lose to Atlanta, ain't no panic, bro. It's all about what kind of game we play. That's why I love big game James tweet on who played cowboy football that's the most important thing because we can only beat us we that talent we got to play like Mm -hmm. that to lose if we play our game we don't lose let me just give a shout out to all of those who uh contribute over here uh, shout out to yep. you, Jay Versic, for your donations, man. Uh, and, and you made multiple donations. Shout out to you, uh, at Young Wilson. And, and I really appreciate you guys for making those donations, those super chats. And Scott Simpskins, appreciate you for making the donations. And thank those who who, who put the stars out there. And uh, JD from D.C., as well as Daryl Thorpe, appreciate you. And shout out to you, uh, Jernigan, for the 200 stars on Facebook, man. I really appreciate you guys for help growing the nation. When we do these joint shows, man, that goes a long way. And uh, I will be doing more and more drawings and giveaways as well over here for those who contribute with the donations and as well as those who put the stars out there on the Facebook group. Appreciate y'all. You see, keep on talking talk about them stars. Stars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Facebook, yeah, they, they know what they were doing. See, they knew. I know, I know they, about they them stars, knew, dog. They knew I know that the Cowboys stars. love stars. stars so that's why they said they stars give stars. <laughs> 
stars is real. Stars. <laughs> you got you got any super chats you want to talk to, Big Game? Oh, I just give a shout out to Tyrone Church for my super chats. Uh, he was going hard with the super chats like he always do. So I appreciate him and just appreciate everybody who always contributes, uh, whether you super chat, where you're a monthly uh, member every single month uh, on, on the stars program, like law said, uh, with through Facebook, I just really, really appreciate stars. everybody who's always there contributing for us. You know what I'm saying? Because without y'all, we really ain't going to be anything nope. you know made possible. We'll, we'll be out here still grinding, mm-hmm. but y'all push us to more to the forefront uh, with your contributions and your donations and things of that nature. So I know this for myself and I know everybody else feels this way. We really, really appreciate you. And we never, ever, ever take that for granted. So we just want to always tell you that personally right now. Perfect. Perfect. Ah, I love it. <laughs> Fight of words. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll leave you lead it this time? All right, go ahead, OC. So to me, man, this, this game is about the coach. This game mm. is about how well the coaches prepare their team, how well they focus their team, and how mentally prepared they are going to play Atlanta Falcons. So if they are prepared versus these Atlanta Falcons, man, and this team is dialed in the way it should be dialed in, I want to see the Cowboys play angry. I want to see them play with a chip on their shoulders. I want to see them play like they never should have lost against Denver. And we have to prove to the league that we never should have lost this game. That was truly an anomaly. That was truly a mistake. And come and make an average team average. Don't turn an average team into a good team. Mm. And if the Cowboys do that and they come out focused and these coaches are ready from the preparation to the practice to the execution and the game plan, it's no reason in Haiti why the Cowboys don't walk out of there a winner Sunday. Hey, 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 before you, before you go to the next person, y'all stop leaving before the benediction. I see y'all leaving. Y'all stay, y'all stay still. Y'all Man. might miss, y'all might miss <laughs> out on something good. Because the <laughs> final <laughs> word be the best part. Yeah, the, the final, final word, word be the best part, man. Come on for back real. over here. You know, I see like people we, leaving. Like, what y'all doing? <laughs> no. Man, thank you, Lord. Because the final running, word, the this is the best part. When boys sum it up. Because uh, I, I know I'm going to say some stuff I haven't said <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, let me go next because I want y'all two to finish it. Y'all want y'all just want to finish it. I'm just going to bounce off OC just with the feelings I was saying before. And then OC came in. I'm going to say it again. Dallas is better than Atlanta. This should be this should be an anomaly game like with the Broncos and the Cowboys, in my opinion, need to prove to themselves and to everybody else that they are what we think they are what we are what we say they are you know what i'm saying right. so they really need to come in atlanta is not a better team and no atlanta is not better so you can't have two back-to-back bad weeks you feel me that one bad week okay we throw that away we throw the what they say throw the tape away we throw that tape away and we go right back at it this cannot be another game fellas where they struggle against the falcons they're not a good team we should not be struggling and just like oc said Dallas needs to play angry. They need to play like we can't believe this team came in in our house, in our house, talking all that trash. And remember, yep. you heard a lot of uh, old Cowboys saying that there was too many Broncos fans at our at our stadium yelling Broncos this, Broncos that, and they were drowning out the Cowboys. And you know what? That's true because I've been to Cowboys games. And guess what? When Dallas started losing, it get quiet as it get quiet as hell in there. So guess what, fans that are at the game too. 
stop letting the opponents yeah. fans come in there out cheer y'all asses because it does happen because i've been there so don't let that happen number one and cowboys you better come in there mad and angry and you better blow the falcons out none of no 17 to 10 no 17 to 14 dollars one no this needs to be a 35 to 13 Woo. 35 to 14 it need to be one of them when we get back mm. on track that throw three touchdowns ezekiel Elliott, tony pollard running the game again Randy Gregory, Michael Parsons, uh, curse. They should Pitts doesn't get anything. Uh, Matt Ryan gets sacked five times, get hella pressure. It need to be one of them games. They didn't run the ball. They only ran for negative eight yards. It need to be one of them dominant performances against the Falcons to let everybody know that the Cowboys are for real. Period. That's my final word. Woo! Man, perfect. Man. I need yeah. a new yeah, you get another one for that, bro. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that brother right there. See, people who left, they didn't get that right there, boy. Woo! Yeah, they ain't get that, that fire button. right there, man. Man, ah. yoga flame. Gotta need that fire. button, bro. Yoga flame. Hey, you need that one. See, cause yoga you got perfect. Fire. Yoga flame. Then you got <laughs> yoga flame, bro. Yoga flame is for what you just yeah. said. Tyra Perfect. That don't quite do it. That, like they don't quite do get, it right there. We need that. All you get, yoga flame. All right, yeah, and, and when we play the yoga flame, y'all gotta participate. Y'all gotta fire up the chats, man. Y'all gotta blow that fire. Light it up, bro. You gotta light it up. You gotta light it up, man. Everything we get that yoga flame, and you feeling that? Everybody got to right, follow yeah, that. I know that yoga. Yoga Ooh. flame. That's coming up next. So if y'all see another podcast to do it, they got it from us. Anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. So first I want to, I'm cheating a little bit, man. I'm going to take a comment. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no fighter word, damn it. I'm going to take this comment real quick. And then I'm going to get it to my fighter word. He said, has the Cowboy played any other teams that has the has run the same similar defensive scheme that the Broncos ran on Sunday or was it a new uh I I would have to go back and look at the schemes of the defensive play, uh, teams and how they played us but I would say this they did have a unique um personnel that matched up well oh, yeah. because every team ain't gonna have a secondary like that mm. you gotta have a particular secondary and your pass rush have to be getting home I think that was a combination of what we did that made them. I don't think they had an answer for us. I think we made them look good, just being all the way honest. Yeah. So, facts. Uh, somebody was going to say something? No, I said facts. That was good because you got to be able to play press man and quarterback right. to run. And that's yeah. what they did. They played press man, and our tackles were getting beat, so they hit home without blitzing a lot. Mm. Yeah. That was the difference. Yeah. So I ain't Denver ain't got no answer, man. That's just a that's a mirage. But my final words, because I came out of the game trying to figure out solutions, right? So I got about three. Okay. Number one, I'm gonna see if I can get some amens on this. We need to assign emotional leaders. The team captains need to have a quiet bun that when the team gets flat, that they are the guys that are assigned to rally the rest. And it got to come from leaders. It can't come from people that's not dominant voices. 
Dak can't be sitting down when the team is flat. Curse can't be sitting down when the team is flat. Michael, just think about the 90s, and I'm not on the 90s jock, but I'm just really just being honest on what made them who they were. When times got hard, Aikman was talking loud. Nate Newton was loud. Aikman was loud. They didn't play flat, bro. So you don't if I see a flat flat as a problem, create create a solution. Because that could happen again. It can be the playoffs. We can be getting our ass whooped. And it needs to be a plan. Like, okay, we flat. What do we go do to get these guys up? They need to and be organized about it. Who are the guys that's gonna do that? I'm gonna be looking for that going forward when times get tough. Number two. I want to see smart contingency plans. I want to see uh, Mike McCarthy. I want to hear about Terrence Steele playing a lot of left tackle. Even when T. Smith comes back, I want to hear about him practicing that. We got to prepare for another type of Denver storm. Because, yeah, we likely won't see that storm again. Not like what had happened. Right. But we got to prepare like it could happen what's going to happen if t smith just some happened and oh you go have t nasco be terrence still play seven great games and now you gotta throw him on the left and let him die again nah so i want to see the contingency plan and i want to see a focus on culture that's my third thing i want to see as a final word a focus on culture because we got a young team I really want y'all to hear me on this one, man. We got a young team, and with a young team, they don't really know how to be professionals. So it gotta be a focus on culture and a way to win and a way to be the professional and not to be the party guys because we winning. Notice how Mike McCarthy and other teammates been talking about the lack of focus in practicing. That's been leaking. That's leaking because it's a problem with culture and youth mm. so what are we going to do about the culture to make these young guys grow up fast so i'm gonna be looking and listening for all of that as my final word wow man that's, that's a, man let me give you good one stuff of those. good stuff let me give you one of yeah you need a perfect yeah you get your yeah. own self a perfect <laughs> thank y'all Good stuff. Perfect. Man. Oh my goodness. I did it. For, I did it for you. I <laughs> don't got fire. Don't got flame. Perfect. Are you not entertained? Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Perfect. You, you yeah, know, um, earlier this week, I, I, I've I've listened to some of the podcasts, trying to get an objective analysis from like the people, like from these major networks. And Keyshawn Johnson, he's on the show with him and uh, Max Kellerman and I believe the other guy, Jay Will. And he said, this game, this game, this pass game, is like a bag which you got all of the substance in it and a hole was cut in the bottom of it. And all of the substance, all of the good stuff that you did for the previous week is now pouring up out of it, right? Now, this next game, this next game, either that hole can get bigger or they can patch it up and keep pouring more substance in it, you know? So now what we're looking for against the Atlanta Falcons, we want to see if this particular team can say, oh, yeah, we got a hole in the bottom of our bag. Let's go ahead and patch this up and keep it moving. Okay? So 
I told people before on my previous show is that when you see the wet floor sign, it's there for a reason. It's letting people know that, hey, that floor is slippery right there. You don't have you don't, you don't want to walk by it. You want to be careful because you can slip. It's a reminder. I come here to tell you guys the Denver Broncos was a reminder that, hey, mm. we can be defeated, mm. right? We can lose yeah. a game if we're not properly prepared. Hey, nobody care about the fact that CeeDee Lamb rolled his ankle. Nobody care about mm. the fact that Dak Prescott didn't play in three weeks. Nobody cared mm. about the fact that Amari Cooper had his hamstring. Everybody mm-hmm. have a reason, but results are what matter. So when right. it comes down to Sunday time, Cowboy Nation, I know we like our cheese and wine. I understand that. We are bougie type of city. It's not mm. like a rah-rah type of city. I tell you, mm. and I'm not throwing any salt or shade at anybody that goes to right. the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, but some of our hardest fans are out there in L.A. When we go play yeah. out there, we everywhere. We 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 we, we loud. We letting everybody mm. know it's Cowboy Nation. We ready to fight, fold up tables, and throw them at people. Well, we got to establish that mindset back out here in Arlington. We got to establish that temperament to get out there to punch people in the face, the nose, and let them know the Cowboy Nation is here. We playing against the 28th-ranked defense on paper. So I come here to tell you, Cowboy Nation, we should dominate like Big Game James said. We should take control and rip the hearts out of the Atlanta Falcons one Mm. way or another. Dallas Cowboys need to be back onto that thing and make sure we seal this hole together, Cowboy Nation, so we can keep walking around with that good substance in that bag. I ain't going to tell you what's in it. They said, they say, I'm just giving you guys this one. Maybe it's a Lombardi in there. Let's not let it slip out. That's the Three, two, one, drop it. And remember... You're listening to nothing but the best. Let's go. It's time to Gotta get out on that one. Man. That was the final word, man. So make sure y'all share, man. Y'all share this show, man. That's the key to everything, man. Y'all hit that share like. Big game, James. Please let the people know where they can find you, big homie. Just where you said it, big dog. Check me out on all fronts. Just type in Big Game James on your Facebook. Type in Big Game James on your YouTube. Type in Big Game James on your Twitter. Hopefully, it'll be me come up. There's a whole bunch of them out there, but holla at this one right here. The only real one besides me is that James Worthy. I ain't copy off him, just to let you know. <laughs> but James Worthy is the real Big Game James. And I ever said, if I ever get famous, I, I'll holla at you, James Worthy, because I know you're going to hit me with that copyright shit. Long. Where can they find you, big oh, dog? Oh, my goodness. Just Google LAW Nation, and you see my face, name, or logo. I'm on multiple platforms. So I really appreciate you guys. I'm not afraid to tell everyone my goal for the YouTube channel. My goal to the YouTube channel is to get to 100,000 subscribers, and I know that you guys can help me get there. Let's get Law to 100,000, man. So let's make it a habit every time after the final word that we go to Law's page personally and share it. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to share it to some groups and say what his goal is. I'm going to do it in the morning, though, Law. I ain't going to do it right now. I'm going to get some sleep. <laughs> I got that vampire and I'm boss- blood, baby. I might do it now. Oh, I man. <laughs> I just need to give me two of me like you got you two of you, bro, and I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah somebody just said they got my sub so you already got you one more oh yeah baby we growing baby yeah, I, I want me some glory hope 
All right, and this is Boss Cowboy Sports with everything is Boss Cowboy Sports. We try to keep everything simple. All the way to Boss Cowboy Sports, and that was the final word. All right, that's it. 